Welcome to episode 169 of the Fitness Simplified Podcast. 169. I am so excited that you come and spend this time with me each week. I am grateful for the opportunity I have to talk with you about such important health and fitness topics. And I've got an important one for you today and one that is close to my heart. And I did not mean that as a pun, but, but it is. We are talking about cardio for heart health. My dad passed away 11 years ago of cardiovascular disease that we didn't know he had. And so this is something that is top of mind for me. I began meeting with a cardiologist last summer. I've been evaluated for my risks for cardiovascular disease. I go into that in depth in another episode that I will link in the show notes if you're interested in the testing I had done um, and what I found out about my risk factors and what you can uh, talk to your doctor about and nutrition tweaks I've made. I have a whole episode about that. Today, we're going to talk specifically about exercise for heart health. Before we jump into that exciting announcement for you, doors will be open to the spring round of Fitter After 40 in just over six weeks. We are just six weeks away from the doors opening. I'm really excited to invite you inside Fitter After 40, help you lose weight, build muscle, age better. If you are a woman over 40, be sure to check out all the details and get on the wait list. You can do that at the link in the show notes. It is going to be the place where you get the best value. You're going to get any discounts and extra bonuses if you join through the wait list. So get on that now. All right, on to the episode. Hello, happy February. It is National Heart Month. According to the World Health Organization, cardiovascular disease is the number one cause of death. It kills over 17 million people worldwide every single year. One in three U.S. women dies of cardiovascular disease. One in three. And although the rate of heart disease is higher in men, significantly so, in fact, before menopause, after menopause, that gap shrinks. That's the bad news, ladies. There is good news. And the good news is that there is so much you can do to lower your risk of developing heart disease. Now, in recent months, I've had two podcasts about heart-healthy diets, and I'm going to link those in the show notes. Today, we're going to talk about exercise for heart health. The heart is a muscle, after all, and it needs to be trained just like all of your other muscles. Little personal story. When I was a new coach, I thought cardio was dumb, pointless. Unless you were a runner or an athlete whose sport involved running. So if you played soccer or lacrosse, yeah, you needed to you needed to run. But I was a power lifter. I had no need for cardio, or so I thought. A friend even gave me a t-shirt that said anything but cardio. And it was my favorite shirt. Anything above five reps was cardio to me, which ah, ay, ay, ay. shocking, especially in light of my family's heart history, which is not good but we learn and we grow. If you have a coach who has never changed their mind on anything, that's actually a red flag. It means they're not continuing to learn. So both the CDC and the World Health Organization put out physical activity guidelines for cardiovascular training. Here's what the guidelines say. Move more and sit less throughout the day. Some physical activity is better than none. 150 to 300 minutes of moderate intensity aerobic physical activity per week. This is zone two cardio. And we'll talk more in a bit about what that means. Or at least 75 to 150 minutes of vigorous intensity aerobic physical activity per week or an equivalent combination of the two. 
So you can get some moderate and some vigorous activity uh, together throughout the week. And a lot of you have made great strides on the first two of those guidelines. You're moving more, you're sitting less, you're getting some physical activity. You're not just getting none anymore. I hear from you all the time about how you're getting more steps in. And I got to tell you, I smile so wide. I feel like my face might like bust as I read your DMs telling me you went for a walk because uh, I came on stories and yelled at you lovingly, lovingly yelled at you to get up. (laughs) Uh, That really makes me happy. Every bit of movement counts. Well, let's talk about those third and fourth guidelines um, about the moderate intensity aerobic activity and the vigorous intensity aerobic activity. When it refers to these intensities of physical activity, we're talking about training in different heart rate zones. That's one way to look at intensity. Um, Today, we're going to largely focus on zone two cardio, but I want to talk to you about what these heart rate zones are. These are training levels based on your maximum heart rate. And I'm going to tell you how to figure out your maximum heart rate in just a minute. There are five zones that describe the intensity that you are working at. They go from light and easy on one end. That would be zone one. That's like 50 to 60% of your heart rate max. This is like you're out for a stroll, like you're walking around your house you know, just walking over to the microwave or the toaster. It's just like light strolling. That's one end, zone one. All the way on the other end, we have zone five. This is 90 to 100% of your heart rate max. This is an all out sprint, okay? That's zone five. So in the middle, we of course have zones two, three, and four. Zone two is what we're gonna talk about here today. That's 60 to 70% of your heart rate max. This is that moderate intensity physical activity. How do you know if you're in zone two? A couple of good ways. Option one, you find your maximum heart rate by using the formula 220 minus your age. Then you find 60 to 70% of your heart rate max. And this is your zone two. Let me give you an example. I'm 52. So I take 220 minus my age of 52. That equals 168. 60% of 168 would be 101. 70% of 168 would be 117. So zone two for me would be a heart rate of 101 to 117 beats per minute. That is my zone two cardio. Once you know this number, you can use your wearable tech, your Fitbit, your Apple Watch, et cetera, to monitor your heart rate to ensure that you're in this zone. Now, if you're like, that sounds like a lot. I don't want to do that math and I don't want to be checking my my uh, my Fitbit. I don't want to do that. There's another option. And this is actually one I prefer. And this is called the talk test. When you are doing zone two cardio, you should be able to talk, but it should be evident in your voice that you are exercising. Like imagine you're on the phone with someone while you're doing zone two cardio. They should be able to tell that you're exercising while you're talking, you should be able to carry on a conversation with them, but they should know for sure that you're exercising. Like right now, you can hear in my voice that I'm not exercising, right? Indeed, I am sitting at my desk. That would be not zone two. Okay. If I sounded like this and I was like, oh, I'm out for a walk, I would not be walking in zone two. I would definitely be in zone one. You can get sentences out in zone two, but they can hear that you're exercising. So if you can barely get a word or two out before gasping for breath, you're higher than zone two. It shouldn't be like, 
I can't even get a word out to speak to the person on the phone. That's higher than zone two. So I'm getting out a full sentence. I've heard a lot of people use the Pledge of Allegiance. I don't particularly like that. It feels really distracting to me to like be out for a walk and try and see like, can I say the Pledge of Allegiance? I don't want to say the Pledge of Allegiance, but you can kind of think of that for like the length of time. Like you should be able to say that uh, and still um, continue to breathe without needing to gasp for air doing that. Just think about this. If someone's on the phone with me right now, can they hear that I'm exercising? Now, you can do zone two cardio, whatever cardio modality you prefer works here. A walk, a jog outside, a walk or a jog on a treadmill. Uh, you can use the bike. You could use the elliptical. You could use the stair stepper, any of those kind of cardio uh, pieces of equipment. And remember, this is not in addition to your daily step count. This counts towards your steps. So you don't need to like go out and do 20 minutes of zone two cardio and then walk to get your steps in. It counts towards it. Zone two should feel like something you could sustain for hours. It's important to remember that the more you do it, the better you're going to get at it. Like your body is going to adapt to it. This is good. This is good. We want your body to adapt to it. So maybe right now, a sort of like brisk walk will get you into zone two. Over time, you will be in zone one at the same pace and you'll need to pick it up to get to a brisker walk or maybe a walk jog or maybe a walk on an incline to get into zone two. Okay, so over time, you'll have to do more to be able to get uh, into zone two. You can break your 150 to 300 minutes up as works for you. You could do five 30-minute sessions per week. You could do three 50-minute sessions. You could do seven 21 to 22-minute sessions, whatever combination works best for you. Super important to remember is that even though the guidelines suggest 150 to 300 minutes of this moderate intensity zone two training per week, as with all health behavior change, doing something in the direction of your goal always counts. You could start by simply having a five-minute session of zone two cardio as part of your regular after-dinner walk. It doesn't have to be like a big to-do. If fat loss is your main goal and adding on something else to do feels like a lot, if you're listening to me and you're like, oh, great, I'm trying to lose weight and I'm tracking my calories and I'm trying to hit my protein and I'm doing my, you know, three strength training workouts a week and I'm getting steps in and now I got to do this too. If you're like having that feeling at all and your goal is weight loss, I suggest you do exactly what I just said, which is just pick up the pace of one of your walks for literally five minutes. Just start there. This week, do one five minutes in zone two and don't think about it the rest of the time. Just get your steps in as you usually do. And then over time, work to, to uh, ratchet that up. So either the next time you do it, do 10 minutes in zone two or instead of one five-minute session per week, do two five-minute sessions per week. Just a little bit at a time. Zone two cardio is a complementary goal for fat loss. It shouldn't be your main focus if fat loss is your goal. You could do a ton of zone two. You could zone two it all day. But if you're eating too much, you would not be in a deficit and you would still not lose weight. Would you improve your heart health? Yeah, but you wouldn't lose weight. You can absolutely work on both at the same time. But remember that you're drawing from the same reserves of energy, mental energy, physical energy, focus. So keep your main priority, your main priority, whatever that is for you. If it's heart health, let's zone two it up. If it's fat loss, nutrition still needs to be your main focus. And then begin adding in that zone two as you can, working up over time to that 150 to 300 minutes. All right. I hope this helps. I hope this gives you some direction. It's a super important conversation to have. We do not want to ignore 
um, our heart health and instead just focus on, look, I have nothing, no problem with aesthetic goals. I don't think it's vain or that it's problematic to be vain. I don't think it's problematic that we want to have our muscles show and look good in our genes. I think all of that's totally fine. At the same time, we don't want to do those things at the expense of the health of our heart. Look, one in three women die of cardiovascular disease. We don't want to be one of them. Let's do what we can do. All right. Catch you next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Fitness Simplified Podcast. I hope you found it motivational, inspirational, educational, organizational. If you did find value in this episode today, it would mean a great deal to me if you would leave a rating and review on whatever podcasting platform you are listening to this episode on. It really does help to get this podcast in front of other people. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you.